Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, excuse me, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things you could be doing, so thank you. We'll try and use it wisely and hopefully it gets you through a little bit of the day. Gives you some tools to help our country with. Maybe helps our country just a little bit. Not a lot on the homestead. We've had rain and a little bit more rain, uh, which has been a blessing. So, we have also had some much cooler temperatures, and apparently have a few more in the future, which may cost us some of our plants. We'll see. It would it would be early, but such is life. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast, the people that listen to it, share it. Be with them and their families. Guide them, bless them, surround them with your angels. Protect us from evil of any kind, Lord. Guide our nation back to you. Help us to Take care of the widow and the orphan, the poor and the needy. Help us to look to those people around us in our own communities that need our help, need to see a little bit of you. Give us wisdom. Give us courage. Give us a strong faith and prepare us for whatever is coming, Lord. Help us us to get ready for it and help us to trust you. And God, my words, Father, please. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Go back and dig into Churchill uh, a little bit more. We're going through this second biography, have been for the past couple days, of uh, the trilogy, The Last Line. This is out of Alone, which covers the years primarily 32 through 40 by William Manchester. And we're going through it because the parallels are just so strong between what we see today in America and what we saw in Europe in the 1920s and 30s. We talked about this a little bit, but a lot of the people that consider themselves conservative Christians in America today are allowing and even aiding the left in gaining power, just like a lot of the English did uh, with the Nazis. And we're just, we're choosing to ignore evidence today that's right in front of our face and has been really for, for decades, but especially in recent years. And just kind of acquiescing to whatever demands of evil uh, 
that the American left puts forward. I mean, the fact that we've just gone along with abortion for decades, when it's blatantly evil, when you know the process, and, and that's a great example because we don't want to watch any of those uh, videos of abortion. We don't want to hear the stories about how they rip children limb from limb, how, how they leave children out to die even after birth just on a pan or throw them in the trash can. You know, we want to talk about how evil the Nazi regime is, how evil China and, and Mao's regime is still today. Um, horrors that you hear about from South America, the drug cartels, the socialism, communism there, Iran, Muslim countries, the terrorism, the genocide that goes on in those places. But we don't want to look in the mirror. You know, our, our pastor this weekend was talking about that. He said, we want, we want to make sure that other people are held accountable for their sins. But a lot of times we don't want to look in the mirror. We want grace when it comes to us. And we need to do that as a country. We're, we're ignoring what we see. Uh, and we're just kind of giving in to these demands. The Methodist Church over the past year has been another great example, past couple years. And it's been coming again for decades, folks. This started decades ago, but you're kind of seeing the fruition, right? The fact that when you have two groups of people in a church, any church, and one group is following the Word of God and one group isn't, and the group that is following the Word of God is the one that's forced to leave the church organization. That tells you a lot right there. And that's kind of what's going on today in America with the left. So, just reading through some excerpts out of this biography. And I'm not going to give all the little details here, but it's a great book if you're into biographies, audiobook. Uh, the, the guy that reads the audio, audiobook does a fantastic job. Vernon Bartlett thought his countrymen altogether too smug about democracy. Although it suits us, he wrote, it may not suit other people. Even Bartlett could not defend the imprisonment of Jews who had committed no crime, and of former Reichstag critics of National Socialism. But he wrote, quote, The government now proposes to get rid of the concentration camp without much delay, end quote. I read this for a couple reasons. One, um, the Nazi party was socialist, and we forget that a lot. It's just a great example of a lot of people today try and talk about the kind of socialism, particularly in Europe and some of the Nordic states and how great it is. But A, it's, it's not completely socialist, especially in those small countries. Uh, and B, socialism always leads, just like communism, 
leftism, fascism, Nazism, right? They're, they're all just slightly different paths to the same dark place. Another reason for this quote is, you know, the belief early on, especially in the early 30s, the willingness with which British citizens accepted Hitler's statements or his representatives said, oh, we're, we're really not doing anything bad over here. We're going to stop. There was even a name. I can't remember right now what the name was given to Hitler's speeches. Every time after he would take some land or do something really atrocious, he would give one of these speeches, uh, friendship speeches. or so. I can't remember the name, folks. I'm sorry. but uh, And he would basically reassure the world, oh, that's, you know, we're... We're done. We're not going to take any more land. We don't want to cause any wars. We don't want to start a fight. And of course it was all lies, but but particularly the British and other Europeans, they believed him because they wanted to, because they were terrified of what of what not believing him indicated what it meant was coming. And then the last part I found, which was actually the first part of this quote, democracy. Uh, you know, there, there wasn't democracy in Nazi Germany. There was socialism, which turned into dictatorship, totalitarianism, well, which it always does, and without exception, folks. Uh, just because you see somebody says Europe is kind of socialist today, that just means they're on a point of that path, that trail that hasn't quite gotten to totalitarianism, dictatorship yet, but it's still on that path. And you can either keep going down the path or you can turn around and get back to the point where you got on that path to begin with, right? Like C.S. Lewis talks about and change paths. But there was this idea that, oh, you know, democracy's not for everybody. And that's really true. Uh, this is absolutely true. You see it in the Muslim nations. When we went overseas, you saw it. They're just not built for uh, democracy. The, the Islam, for example, just does not fit. It's not built for democracy. Uh, but the problem is that that should serve as a, as a red flag about those faiths and ideologies and political systems and, and the people there not as something positive. And that's the way that a lot of British citizens used it with Germany and, and shouldn't have. Lord Lothian who held no office, sailed to Germany and solemnly informed Hitler that Britain has no primary interests in Eastern Europe. This folly was summed up by the Romanian foreign minister. He said, sadly, Germany has her plans. Do other countries have their plans? If the other powers are without plans, we will be forced to go along with Germany. A little bit farther on, November 1933, in the Wilmhelmstrauss, Konstantin von Neurath, the Nazi foreign minister, read a minute from Hosch. MacDonald, who was the prime minister, had suggested that Hitler make a state visit to England. Neurath, the 
Nazi foreign minister scrawled across the memorandum, nonsense. And so it was. Why run such a risk when British aristocrats were already giving what even Hitler hadn't dared ask for? You know, we, we continue to bow down, and you're starting to see a little pushback, hopefully, maybe, to the demands of the left over and over again. Um, and they do have plans. Folks, you, if you think that the left doesn't have designs in America, you're not paying attention and haven't been. Uh, and that's really true of a lot of us. We're, we're guilty of that across the board. And if we don't make plans, if we don't have our own plans for how to repair the damage the left has done over the last 80 years in particular to our country, then we're going to have to just go along. And, and that's one of the paths. I've said for a long time on this podcast, I think we're going to talk about it on the next podcast, um, we probably have a fight coming. Uh, and there are, as Chesty Puller said, there are a lot worse things than death. Some of y'all have lived those worse things. Some of you know the truth in that statement. There are a lot worse things than death. And, and so we may have a fight coming. It may be something others during our history have been called to fight, to defend liberty, freedom, internally particularly. You think about the revolution and the civil war. Uh, and we may be called to again. And then the question is, do we respond to the call or do we not? Do we have plans? Are we prepared to actually draw a line in the sand? There's a point in this book later on. I'm not going to get to it today. Obviously, we're almost done. But uh, Churchill makes the comment that hardly anybody in Britain was willing to die for anything anymore. And, and you see Britain crumble as a world power. And really, this kind of finished her off. But she did it to herself. She could, I've said multiple times... Britain could become a world power again almost overnight if her people really wanted her to. Some of y'all listen uh, in different little towns in England that I see. Uh, London's not a little town, but I see some of y'all from there and other places. Uh, the British people, the British United Kingdom, the British Empire could become a superpower almost overnight again if the British people would just turn back to their founding principles, turn back to those Christian principles and that, and that faith and honor. Uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a travesty. And then, of course, the little comment by the Nazi foreign minister about why, you know, why would Hitler go to England for a state visit? What reason did he have? The British were already acquiescing. They were already giving him everything he needed. You know, why, why would the left sit down at the negotiating table today in America with people who ostensibly are conservatives and patriots 
What possible reason do they have? They don't have any reason. We've been giving the left everything they could have asked for and even more over the past several decades. We allowed them to kick God out of the country and went along with that. We allowed them to say that murdering a baby was okay and we went along with that. We've continued to allow them to flood. There were over a quarter of a million Over a quarter of a million folks, illegals, coming across our border. Just in the last little time period that they, the last little snapshot that they took. 200 and, I don't remember what it was, 60,000, 64,000, 44,000, right there. So right around a quarter of a million. And we just go along with it. You know, that's a great example of plans. What plans do we have? If we actually got the country to turn back to our founding faith and principles based on the principles of Christ, what would be the plan for illegal immigration, for example? The left has their plans, folks. And they have no intention of coming to the negotiating table voluntarily. Do we have ours? Britain didn't have any plans. Or they didn't listen to the people that did have plans. Hitler and the Nazis had their plans. And they executed them. And oh, it was horrible. Seen some pictures with President Eisenhower that he took touring some of the concentration camps and it's it makes you think it's a movie that it's not real the horror that was there maybe we'll do a podcast on that at some point if you get a chance and you can tell one or two people about the podcast today send them an email drop them a note tell them just in passing conversation I would appreciate it y'all are the reason that it grows folks we don't advertise, do very little on social media. Uh, so if the podcast is going to continue to grow, it's going to have to be because y'all tell other people about it and get them to listen to it, which is the best way for it to, right? You always trust the people you know more than uh, ads or things on social media. So if you want to contact the podcast, American Soul Podcast at gmail.com. And if you can find $3 in your console of your car or in some drawer stashed away in your house, you can sign up for the exclusive episodes we do each month. $3 will get you access to all the episodes that we do each month. So I'd be grateful for that. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America, folks. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.